Have we a technical issue, Mr. Brown? <laughs> so welcome. Welcome to the first Live Coding Moments podcast at the point at which I'm actually hitting record. <laughs> so, so many things. <laughs> so when, when I sat here and said, before we go live, have we got everything set? Apparently not. Are we no. starting again? <laughs> should, we, should we just give it the, the old intro? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, everyone. There you go. <laughs> Hello, and welcome again to the Codec Moments, Codec Momentum live in, broadcast. In my defense, if you're listening to this on the actual podcast that is now being recorded, it's, it's the first time. All we can say is at least we didn't do an hour before you realised you'd not press record. That would have been more embarrassing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit. So <laughs> we, we uh, let's do the intros. Who Tuck have we got? Tuck Thunder Horse is not with us. Stop masking. <laughs> what is going on? I have obviously got Andy with me. You've heard him already. And supporting as ever is Ali Conwolf. Hello, hello. This all feels a very, very deja vu at the moment. Yeah, I mean, should we should we cut to the chase and and talk about this is the code of momentum update and what we've been playing? <laughs> I think we might have to just so bore the socks off those poor people who joined us at nine o'clock and we didn't even start till twenty five to ten. So, Ali, tell me again, what have you been playing for your code of momentum? Uh, so, uh, uh, the main game I've been playing is Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, again. It's a bit strange. Um, so, yeah, I've uh, been enjoying playing that. Um, it's different to the other ones. I think I preferred uh, number two or number one over it, uh, just because they stripped away some of the, the survival aspects of it. Um, but yes, it's still a very enjoyable game and looks really, really pretty as well. It is. It is pretty stunning. It is. It is. Um, the increase in number of teams was a definite bonus for me. I, mm. I that was lacking from the other games. I, I don't know how you felt about the story. I, I felt it was a bit. Yeah. I didn't really yeah. care. It rushed as well, I think. Yeah, towards the end, when you got through yeah. it, you were you were doing the stuff that you'd done from the previous games, heading along this linear path, exploring, surviving, all the stuff. But but I just wasn't engaged with the whole Eclipse end of the world thing for picking a bit of rock up. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, but it's another one of those games where it opens up or there's so much to do, even though I've finished the game. Um, I didn't do a, a finisher because that'd be insane. Um, so I've ticked that box for a, a code at moment, but there's still so much to do. Plus, um, I got the because it was a, a Christmas present. I decided to treat myself to the uh, the season pass. Yeah. So I've got all the extras to do as well, and I think they've literally just or are about to release the third one of those. Um, and th- there's so much to do. Well, in the game. I think it's um, I think it's four now. Oh, the four? Because I've, I've done one, and I think I've got three lined up uh, left oh, to okay. go and have a look at. So, yeah, they're coming fairly regularly. Yeah. And they're a nice challenge. They're a good div- diversion for about half an hour, 40 minutes from the one I've done so far, which is which is good. So it's extra tunes coming. Yeah. So that was your codec momentum, but I'm gathering that through March, that wasn't the only game you played. No, no, no. So the big one, really, um, is the Division 2. I've put uh, an insane amount of hours into it. I don't know how much. That's certainly more than I have. That's, that's no denying yeah. that. I'm just a poxy level 15 halfway to the end game. 
<laughs> so I'm on um, world tier two or three. So when you get to end game um, and you've hit level 30 and you've done all the missions, the whole world kind of tears up with you. Um, so I'm, I think I'm, I'm uh, world tier three now. Uh, ranking up my gear, having a good good time with that. It's nice that there's differences to the mission. So although you are replaying some of the same missions again, or a lot of the missions are, are the same, they're different. You take different courses through them and the enemies come in from different ways and there's yeah. different enemies in there uh, and, and whatnot. So that's that's nice that it does vary it enough compared to what was in the first game where it was like right now the enemies are just harder and you just yeah. got to keep replaying them and different things. Um, and they're constantly adding different bits as well. So they've literally yesterday, uh, they've just added the, uh, there's a, a special event on for about a month where you can do different missions within the game or kind of like a tick box exercise, complete so many missions in a certain area and you're unlocking different apparel. Um, so there's like a, a little event on for that and they've just unlocked um, tier five, I think it is. And I think okay. the eight man stuff as well. Not 100% sure on that. Oh, but, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, there's, I know there is a, a lengthy a lot longer than I expected that <coughs> uh, podcast on that um, that you did with uh, Stuart Cullen uh, that went out last week and actually yeah, there's a f- there is a, a lovely amount of detail in that about how that game works and I'm I'm not one for those sort of world chair world multiplayer shooters but actually it sounded really interesting and it, it might be something I, I think about later on to add to the pile of shame yeah. no it's, it's definitely worth picking up it, the, the, my only negative criticism about it would be that it's it's a harder game to play on your own. You have to, it's very much geared towards co-op. So yeah. if you haven't got someone, it's very good how it ranks it up. So unlike Division 1, I know one of your bugbears, Matt, was the fact that when you went into a game with Andy or, or anyone else and you were, like, say, level 4, you were just starting and they were level 30, you couldn't do anything. You just had to yeah, sit back you're and you're a bit, you definitely, stay out the way. definitely yeah. just going to die constantly. Whereas in this, it's not the case they they've done the scaling really well so okay. you will still get some benefit from it from someone else joining your game and different things all right cool um so they've done good on that excellent anything else in the last month of interest um after we had our podcast about it i literally as we've hit stop recording i picked up trials rising on nice. the switch <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, has it bricked your switch as well no oh yes. don't this <laughs> no, saga no, no, <laughs> absolute saga my switch died like properly went dead nothing would work tried all the you know all the top internet sources for how to fix switches and that wasn't having any of it three weeks sent it back to nintendo three weeks for them to look at it and basically go mm, i'll just send you a new one. Oh, but it's back bit. now and i can play trials rising again have you got all your unlocks do you know this is the weird thing so the um the cloud the the like the um what is it the the Ubisoft club mm. um obviously has some of your progression saved so all of my unlocks equipment bikes uh some of the progress in the trials university and stuff some of that was saved but all of my level progress and all of my um everything that I'd unlocked in terms of you know different countries and different events that was all reset so it's been a bit of an XP boost going back. <laughs> I'm <laughs> doing all of that again. So you're massively <laughs> leveled up. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's kind of worked out well. So there you go. There's a good tip. If you want to get a really good high trials level, uh, brick your switch and get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Seems a bit extreme. Oh, always good consumer advice. <laughs> yeah. And then anything else, Ali? 
Um, I, I got a sent a code through because Motorsport Manager is now on the Switch, so oh, nice. I've been playing that a bit. Uh, works really well. Um, it's um, the usual kind of the way the menu system works if you're using the controller. Um, so it kind of like nudges along the different squares and things to click on, or you can just use the touchscreen. So it works works really really nicely. Cool. Um, and it's kind of a combination of the latest one on the iPad and what's on PC. Um, so yeah, really nice. Really, cool. I, I enjoy it. I love that game anyway. It's really addictive, and the fact that it's now on my Switch and I've got to carry my iPad around is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. um, I, I think it's one of those that needs port into as many devices as possible i'm still i'm still playing the original one i I know about three or four iterations behind it but it's it's just such a lovely game um and the last game i've played literally really quickly because it was this morning uh is lemons is on uh, mobile devices so i've literally only done the first two levels it seems to work pretty well you just tap on the screen where you want um to for them to dig or the stairway to go or where you want the parachutes to go and different things um, seems to work really well. Only two levels in. It's free. There is apparently pay options in it. I don't know whether that's just game time or whatnot, but um, I'll report back on more once I've played it more, yeah, but yeah, always a fan fun. of those games from the, the 90s. Uh, well, I, I feel like I've been playing them for about 30 years. So, um, yeah, it might be 80s, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I eight, late, yeah. Early 90s, definitely. But yeah, yeah. Still, still very playable now. Yeah. What about yourself, Matt? What have you been playing? Uh, well, momentum-wise, I, I had two on the slate, um, and I've been meaning one of these for a long time. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn DLC, Frozen Wilds. Oh, okay. I really wanted to get through that, and I, I think it was the the thought that people had said, oh, you know, it's about 15 hours of gameplay for the DLC. And they're thinking, oh, when am I going to fit 15 hours in? But actually, I, I quickly realised it's 15 hours if if you bother with all the collectibles and everything else. And oh, okay. I just went through for the story uh, just yep. to just to polish off Aloy's full adventure. And it was really good. It's yeah, nice I... to go back after about a year and still enjoy it, still enjoy the mechanics and what it offers in taking down robot dinosaurs. I mean... Mm, that's yeah, that's a, what it is. It's a very enjoyable game. It's one I need to go back and and finish. I've not. I think I got wrapped up in the hype a little bit, and everyone's saying how good it is, and I've got to complete it. And then I just couldn't get the enthusiasm to finish it. But I know I need to go back and finish that one off at some point. Yeah, I'll have to submit it soon. It's a lovely. It's a lovely game, and mm. I do hope we get a second one because Gorilla did a fantastic job, and I, I still think it pushes the PS4 to its limit almost. It, it is that phenomenal in what it delivers. Uh, yeah. And then the other one, which I didn't realise how close to the end I actually was, although it still took a bit of doing, uh, was Farpoint. So I bought this with the AIM controller when it first came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd done about three quarters of it, and then for some reason I put it down, and I can't remember why. So I picked it back up again, completely forgetting nearly two years on how to play it and starting three quarters of the way <laughs> through the game, which resulted in lots of death. Yep. Uh, but actually, you know what? It wasn't a bad game, and I can't figure out why I put it down. I think they've done a lot of work on it. There's been a few patches. They've made it more playable. Uh, it's a lot smoother in the first-person controls, and, and maybe I'm a little bit more used to first-person on it now as well. And yeah, I actually, I actually enjoyed getting to the end of it. The story was quite interesting, and it's left itself open for a sequel. Oh, so, well. something I wish they'd, they'd add into games. Um, and it's mainly for people that have Powers of Shame and get the new and shiny when they come out, play it for 
a couple of hours and then put it down to go back to something else and then go back to it is kind of like a almost like a training level. So in the menu, just <laughs> yes. just something so you can just jump in and yeah, go. That, that is this genius. is what you forgot. Yeah, I'd love a game to do that. Just the amount of times I pick up a game and go, I'm going to really either knacker up my save or I'm just going to have to roll with it and then kind of do a cheeky quit out the game so I don't don't mess it up. But just yeah. something so you can just go. Here's what you forgot to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> just now, go in. You've already mentioned the the division and Ubisoft mm. actually do that reasonably well. When when you're playing through a Ubisoft game start to finish and you don't take any breaks, it's annoying as hell when every single 10 seconds you're getting pop-up text telling you this is what you do, this is how it happens, this is how it works. But actually, it means you can go away for several months and come back and it's still telling you how the game works, which they don't yeah. do a bad job, but I know what you mean. A, a separate tutorial mission would have been quite good. To be honest, just checking the controls would have helped me not blow myself <laughs> up with a grenade <laughs> oh, in the yeah. first 15 <laughs> seconds. But uh, but yeah, they were, the two, they were the two I wanted to get done. Um, I, I ended up on a bit of a VR trip after that and I bought Astro Bot Rescue Mission because I missed it last year and I had a fair amount of credit mm. on uh, my game cards after doing some trading. So um, I picked that up. That is brilliant. That's yeah, such think, a good game. I think Kev, didn't Kev complete that or pick that up as well? I know the two of you were talking about it. Was it after can't, last year or the year before? I can't I remember um, if he did, but if he has and he still hasn't put his VR on, he ought to. It is really, really good. Um, and then same as you, I've done some Trials Rising brilliant game uh, yep. enough said about that one and Beat Cop oh yeah, yeah. which is a 8-bit 16-bit pixel art style game as usual yeah. I couldn't care less about usually but yes, I played same, this and I've got it I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed the absolute over the top 80s 90s cop vibe um, it's silly and serious and downright dark and I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I've got yeah. that on my on my PC. Um, I think it was on offer on Steam some point a year or so ago. Um, and I need to go back and, and finish it off, but that is that is loads of fun. It, it is. Yeah, very surprised at that. No, never thought just policing one street and giving up parking tickets would be so entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Mr. Brown. Yeah. You played anything? Um, the Game of Life. Excuse me, The Game of Life. Well, the board game—that'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> it's a crap game. <laughs> I've been playing. I've been playing the Division Two, yeah, as well. Uh, and we did jump on after good. that podcast as well. Yeah, we really did. So um, that was a lot of fun. I've also been playing Framed. Oh, which is a really interesting, like mobile puzzle game where it's basically like a um, like a comic book layout. Yeah. So each uh, each screen, each level is a, a page from a comic book. And the action kind of takes place from left to right and, and then down as if it were, you know, you were reading the pages. But it starts at the top corner and you have to move the frames around or rotate the frames. Um, and there's only one kind of the variance that you can make where the character can get from the beginning of the page to the end of the page without, you know, succumbing to the police or dogs that'll bite them okay. and stuff like that. Really interesting, uh, really interesting game. And uh, yeah, I played that and started playing the sequel as well. Oh, nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah, really good stuff. Excellent. Right, so uh, we've got to do this because we've been nattering on for nine or 15 minutes now, longer than that if you were with us right at the beginning. And... I, this is the bit where we we work out whether live is 
the right thing or not. Do we have any feedback? Listener questions. Cornwolf Corner. Got an outrageous opinion? Then make Ali say it out loud. Cornwolf Corner. <laughs> uh, so, so yes, they've, they've been very chatty in the uh, in the old chat. Um, so, uh, Saint Mister, are season passes worth the money, or are they a fob off of getting a sequel sooner? Well, that's um, a good question. I, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm split on them. Um, I've found recently, if it's like a gold edition of a game, I think they tend to have been reasonable value for money. And Trials from Rising is one in one definitely. Uh, for the value on that, but it depends on the game. It depends how much you want. If it's a season pass, it's just chucking your cosmetic items. I think that's a, just a total waste of money. Yeah, um, the, it depends on the game. Some force it down your throat, like your Call of Duty games, where you kind of feel oh, like yeah. you have to get it. If not, you can't play with your friends. Um, but then stuff like, um, for example, I brought the season pass mainly because Ubisoft sent me the game for free, but I got the season pass for assassin's creed odyssey and i always still try and p- support the games i know they're a massive company um but I, I got the season pass so there's loads and loads of content with that and free items and whatnot but also which i didn't realize is i got a free copy of uh, assassin's creed assassin's creed 3 uh remastered oh I, which I, is quite I, nice i'm sorry I, I know, I know. My yeah, condolences but, for that. That's, that's um, I won't wish that on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but you did. You... <laughs> Whatever Matt, that was, Matt gets it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, so you get sometimes with the season pass, you get a free copy of the game. We all got. Uh, was it Far Cry Three when we brought Far Cry Five season pass? Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, we got that. So yeah, there's some good. There's some bad. Um, uh, yeah, it's down to the game and, and selected on, on what you want. As long as you know what the content is up front, I think, um, yeah, that's your decision. Yeah, because there are some, like, is it with the gold edition of Trials Rising where it's just like, you're going to get some stuff, but we don't know what it is yet? Uh, no, it's listed. It does tell oh, you. Is it listed? Uh, yeah, yeah, it gives you it gives it a little insert in the box that tells you what the content's going to be. Yeah, but I'll give you that one with, you know, so many companies putting out roadmaps where they're they're just incredibly vague about what is coming up. Uh, you, can, you can see how uh, people are... Uh, Yes, <laughs> Metro Exodus. Uh, there is a season pass. There that is might be the one I'm thinking. No of. word on what the content is, and even the weapon they said that you got with the season pass isn't in the game. I really like the way that uh, Hitman are kind yeah, of putting out Hitman the content, there, doing it because they're uh, they're putting out like a, a monthly roadmap as to the the content yeah. and the elusive but there's targets. And only stuff. been uh, two pieces of season pass content so far. One was a costume, yeah. and one was the latest sniper challenge level. But yes, I suppose it depends on the game and how much you love the franchise or the developer and whether you want to support. Who else have we got, Ali? Uh, so, um, Fury AC3, um, Stuart <laughs> Cullen, uh, is, is just put, but is it a looter or a shooter? So I guess he's on about the looter or shooter. Ah, the looter shooter. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, it's a bit of both. It's neither. I think it's, Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I don't even know what game he's talking about. Division two. Division two. Did yeah. you not even listen yeah. to that podcast? Yeah, even I did. But at the end. You didn't. You didn't put subtitles on it, so I didn't understand about <laughs> third of it. <laughs> uh, Kev Kevney um, has put. Is anybody still playing Star Trek? He found his copy the other day. Oh yeah, no. And the, the bridge crew. Well. I've I've still got it installed. Yeah, we should play that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we ought yeah. to actually. That's a good idea. Um, he's still got Astrobot and Saint Mister again has asked uh, what's your highest rank on Tetris 99 
Mine is rubbish because I'm mine's, rubbish at that. I think mine's about in the f- 30s or 40s, but that's about it. And I've not played it. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just been quite a bit of chatter about VR and people wanting to buy VR. Square Freak wants to get VR, but I don't think there's one compatible for his S10 Plus just yet. Okay. Um, well, I think actually yeah. that brings into a nice little, I'm going to use it as a segue. Ooh. Into what? Into some news. Oh, news. Hold on. <laughs> so speaking of VR, there's uh, there have been a couple of VR announcements recently. Uh, Sony did a whole showcase of all the VR games that are coming up over the next six months. And in fairness to them, when they put that out there, some of these were coming within a matter of weeks and look fantastic. Blood and Truth looks amazing. And that is one I'm definitely picking up, but it's not the one I'm going to talk about. Uh, the one I was most interested in, because we think we predicted this about two to three years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, that's uh, one. yeah, in yeah, a yeah. speculation podcast. It might have been one of our old colleagues, Graham, who, who covered it. But No Man's Sky coming in VR, having that entire almost infinite universe as a fully immersive mm. experience looks incredible. And from what I'm reading, you actually you use the move controllers to do everything, even down to closing the cockpit canopy above you. So pulling it down, gripping the controls, and being made to feel like you genuinely are completely in control of piloting that ship or walking around. It's it's a free patch. I've loved everything they've done with No Man's Sky, and to chuck a VR mode in, I could well be losing quite a lot of my summer to that. I, I think it's got the right graphics that because it is I wouldn't say cartoony, but just the way it is with the the, the pastel colours and things, I think it'll work very well in a VR headset. You won't notice too much of a downgrade in the quality. You shouldn't do. It it should yeah. it should work really nicely. And from the reports I've been reading so far, it does. And I think we can expect that. It's about well they said summer so I think the next update was like August time. So I'm I'm, I'm assuming oh. will be like a fairly similar uh, point that we're going to do that. But it wasn't the only piece of VR news uh, from the last week, and, and slightly more recently. Did you see the stuff on Nintendo's Labo VR, the cardboard stuff? Yeah, I've not seen it working, but I've seen that they are venturing into VR, which is very yeah, interesting. It's, it's had some good feedback from the people who've had hands-on with it. It's supposed to be really nice. Uh, but interestingly, they are going to do Breath of the Wild, the full game, in VR. So they're going to provide the support yeah. for it, which fantastic idea. But there's a, there's a little niggle I'm hearing, is that the way that Labo works, uh, you're having to hold it, hold it physically in front of your face. Yeah, because, because it's made out of cardboard and the, yeah. the switch is great and it's not heavy, but it is once yeah. you've strapped it to the front of your face. <laughs> but you're not strapping it, you're holding it and your, oh, con- okay. your controls are there. And you, oh, can't, okay. you can't necessarily reach them. And obviously you can deta- detach things, but if you're going to detach your controllers, how are you going to hold the cardboard up? <laughs> if you're two-handed. Yeah, because I, I presumed it was going to be some kind of a cardboardy headset or something um like the that, uh like the google cardboard yeah. thing yeah. yeah 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 maybe with a velcro strap or whatever and then you just detach and, and it worked really well like a phone you slip it in 
and there you go, and you just take the controllers off. But to have the controllers on the side and hold it onto your face like a periscope I, is just a bit it's bizarre. Not, it's not quite clear yet, and it's a few weeks, uh, literally only a few weeks away from coming. Uh, you know, they're, mm. they're running it out really quickly. Uh, but I think it's Nintendo. They're bound to have actually got a way for it to work, and I've no doubt it'll actually work really well. But it's just that initial thoughts. People are going, uh? <laughs> it's very strange. Very strange. I think St. Lee Stew makes a good point. He's saying, um, how good would uh, Breath of the Wild look in VR? It would look amazing. Wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah. I think it might be a bit trippy, though. It's Maybe. also, the, and this is the thing where the, the clever tech will have to come in. I believe it's currently, if you don't play it in VR, it's only 30 frames a second. Mm-hmm. So you need much more than 30 frames a second to get a smooth VR experience. Yeah. Yeah. So it is going to be really interesting on how they handle that, but they're saying they're doing it, and it's only a couple of weeks away, so we and will no doubt find out soon. Correct me if I'm wrong, you get a little bit um, sweaty playing VR, your head, with that massive headset on. So yep. is is the cardboard just going to eventually degrade with, with your forehead sweat? Or we won't be sharing pictures of our Google cardboard that we built. Yeah. We'll just have the imprint box. of the label on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but I, I, yeah, it looks really interesting, and it'd be great to see what they actually do with the whole, whole of that Labo set. Yeah, uh, Stuart Cullen has just said uh, in, in the chat it is in our show notes too, so we're not nicking any any of your ideas. But he's just put Labo VR discuss cheapish thrill or wheel bin fodder. So I've, I think it has a potential to be really good. It just depends on well how well they execute it. I just say Google Cardboard wheelie bin fodder in the end. Yeah, especially our one because it was it was made terribly. It was, it was. Yeah, I did come across the uh, the proper laser cut ones that we we had done the other day. Ooh. Oh yeah, I still oh, yeah, have they, some of those. They were good, weren't they? They yeah. are nice. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, so more news, more news, and I suppose arguably the biggest news story in gaming of the week, excluding the Baftas, um, is Borderlands Three got a release mm. date. Yeah. Yeah, and I absolutely nailed it in your little suit steak. I said 13th of September. You did. I nailed it. You nailed it several hours after the release date was announced. <laughs> <laughs> didn't close the competition. More for you. Yeah, and you didn't win anything because there was no prize. But it's coming on the 13th of September. Not long to wait then. It, it, it's I, one of these that's just popping up. We've kind of known it's been in development for a long time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. And excited. Yeah, yeah, and they've also announced today, I think it was today I've seen something, that you don't have to fight over loot. So it's all um, similar to most games now that on co-op games where you get your own loot. Oh, that's, no, that's true, because it was definitely the first two, wasn't it, where you had to mm. decide which one of you as a co-op team took the loot. And it was all right if you were a lower-ranked person. It just meant you end up with better weapons most of the time, even if they were the crap ones that the other person didn't want. But it was yep. always a race to who can grab it the fastest. And it, yeah, it was good six... Well, it was good ten years ago, because um, I'm sure we've done a podcast on this recently. Uh, but it, um, yeah, it, it needed <laughs> slightly updating, doesn't it, for now? Yeah. I'm excited about Borderlands 3 and, you know, going on to become full looter, shooter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we, yeah i'm gonna move this on swiftly so we very 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 briefly mentioned baftas but they've happened this week what does everybody think of the the winner of best game does everybody know what it is because you two are looking a little bit puzzled yeah, I already mean, i was about to say could anybody tell me what is the winner of the best game 
God of War. Yeah. I mean, that's Boy. that's an interesting shout. So when was Red Dead Redemption Two? Yes, included it, or is it, it was like, in the is list? It, is it in next year's? No, it's it was in the list. It didn't win anything. Actually, wow! Bizarrely, oh, okay. that that game's kind of been completely overshadowed, undershadowed. I don't know what kind of know what you want to class it as, but Red Dead Redemption Two is is great, but I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it's that. It's just gone quiet. That's the really weird thing. Uh, it's such a furore at yeah. launch, and yeah, it's just it's just gone. Very strange. Anyway, so it was God of War took home that. It uh, took on best voice acting for the guy who played the stranger. And I think it took away a couple of other awards as well. Well deserved because it is an absolutely phenomenal game. Um, yeah, it's got audio achievement, music, narrative, uh, the performer and audio achievement. Yeah, it was it was very yeah well 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 deserved. But I think it was what interested on a number yeah. of um a number of things that have been reported on it is that for once the BAFTAs actually didn't go for like an indie darling, it it did yeah. go for one of the big budget production things, which they said you know it's it, you know when they get compared to the Oscars for video games, actually it is uh, it is quite interesting. Yeah, and uh, just because Stu will kill us if we don't mention it, uh, best British game obviously went to Forza Horizon Four, um, which <laughs> yes, is, is well deserved. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's nice that that's winning that. The guys over in Leamington Spa um, are winning that. Uh, best multiplayer game was A Way Out, which I think is quite interesting because yeah. I've not played it. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really Colin good co-op experience. Yes, it has. Yeah, um, and uh, I've, I've not tried it. The, the weird thing is, is it good and bad? So you can buy a copy, and then you can say to a mate, "Play it with me." As far as I'm aware, but they don't get achievements for it because technically they've not brought it. But you can mm. both play it together. Yeah. So you and Andy could play it. You know, one, one of the three of us, um, and you can you can play that through, and only one person has to buy it. But. Yeah. The other person won't get achievements, which which is which is good. So, and that's how they're approaching the co-op Wolfenstein game that's coming out at the end of July. Um, that right. you'll have like a they're calling it a buddy pass, and you give that to as many friends as you like. You play you know one at once, um, but yeah, you you can crack on with it, but not gain the achievements. It sounds like a nice idea to make sure you've always got a co-op yeah. partner. Yeah, just make sure you just brought it once. Yeah, yeah. And I've got one more bit of news. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I think you might be goading him now, Ali. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> One more bit of news. Um, Rumours about the setting for the next Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And it popped up in The Division. Stevenage. Stevenage. Close. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> Norse mythology. Looks like it's going to be Norway. Um, there's a couple of posters kicking around in certain parts of Washington DC, which appear to show a Viking assassin. Yeah, that'd be amazing if they do it right. Um, so far, uh, the Egyptian stuff was great. Then you obviously went on to to Spartans and Greek mythology and stuff, and then going on to this will be it will potentially be really good. It, it's got that. It's got that potential. It just makes me wonder with God of War kind of setting itself up for a new trilogy in that world will we start to feel oversaturated very quickly maybe but then Norse mythology has kind of been 
not overlooked, but is you don't seem to get a lot of games of it. But then obviously it could be like battle royale games, and we'll suddenly get swamped with them, and we'll get sick yeah. to death of it. And zombies and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, what else is just happening over in that corner? What's the what's the listeners' feedback, Ali? Cornwolf Corner. It's human. He <laughs> can't wait, speak wait, until wait, you play wait. that. <laughs> is that, is that um, there's a lot of talk about Labo VR. Uh, there's a lot of people moaning that I said brought and not bought, but who cares? You're um, listening to him podcasting with us for six months and God knows how long with everyone else. Is it Kevin that's saying it? Because, you know. No, it's Steve. But then <laughs> I just go and Kev. You just have to say it now. <laughs> um, sorry for my shocking English. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, Ali. I have edited extraneous r's out of out of things that you've said before in podcasts you love it i'll give you some extra work today (laughs) (laughs) uh randy pitchfork pure magic or creepy uncle from fury ac3 i have no idea what you're talking about i think pitchfork or pitchford is that is that an autocorrect (laughs) randy pitchfork (laughs) (laughs) does sound like a porno name doesn't it (laughs) Uh, maybe maybe Stu's, Stu's watching also, something else that we're not aware of at the same time. Stu's In which case, he'll be a creepy that, uncle. Uh, <laughs> Stu said that the Game of the Year edition of Forza Horizon 4 is $24.99 uh, and landed this week. Ah, I forgot uh, he's on commission from Turn 10, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, so, we'll, we'll, else. we'll move on then. And it's over to Traffic and Travel with Brian. And now, an idiot with the traffic and travel. Uh, unfortunately, Brian, Brian didn't make it today. He's um, stuck in traffic. Oh. He said something. He said something about there was a breakdown on the A19 and then he just went off in like a 20-minute diatribe and I think he was talking about the film Falling Down. He kept talking about Angelica Jolly's husband. Oh, I think he means Michael Douglas. I tried to tell him it was he was married to Catherine Zeta Jones, but I, I don't know. Oh, well, let's let's see if he arrives before the end of the show. The last thing he said was, "What's that guy been in since?" And I said, "Ant Man." And his response was, "Was that with Duck Man?" <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was that was it, really. That's that's all I've got, really. Let's kill that. <laughs> I, I, I wish he'd killed the joke. <laughs> that was Wasn't brilliant. that bad? Whoa, it's Howlin' Mad Murphy! Your eyes in the sky with Chopper Dave! And here is the traffic and travel update in association with CodecMoments.com, where the traffic is always light. <laughs> Why didn't you use that one? That's brilliant. <laughs> We've got a lot going on here. Right, right what's, what's coming up now? So, I, I suppose it's the bit everybody's actually listening for. It's the rundown of the Codec Momentum leaderboard. 
Which, Kodak um, momentum. Uh, get some Kodak momentum. Thank it's you, the Colin. Kodak momentum update show in association with Kodak moments. Somebody should not give you flashing buttons. Kodak momentum. Kodak momentum. I love it. It's great. We should do this all the time. That would be too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've uh, we've deliberately kept the leaderboard <laughs> off the website uh, for the moment, just to make people try and listen to this. So haha, you've all been suckered in. Um, and yeah, it's time to update how we actually did through March. And you know what? I think we've said this before, and I think it was probably. November last year, uh, that was our most joined Codec Momentum month up until March. We've had a serious amount of games put through, mostly Saintly Stewart again, but actually a lot of effort from everybody, and there's a lot being going on. Tons of double ups. Bulletstorm was popular um, out there for that. Lego movie finisher was nearly. Oh, so nearly a massive coup. Um, unfortunately, Son didn't finish it um, and therefore hasn't scored any points. But it was a good month, a very good month. So let's run through them. Uh, in 16th place, you've stitched me up with this one because I haven't a clue how to pronounce this. Uh, Lucindy, is it? Ah, uh, Lucien the uh, the artist formerly known as Kelly Ho. Oh, ho! <laughs> Axel Jim Duggan's back. <laughs> In 15th, it's Kevney. In joint 12th, we've got uh, Kishnabi or Kiss Me Babe, Kaiser Sose, and myself. Ah. And in at 11, it's Square Freak. At number 10, you've got our very own Code at Moments. Yeah. And in eighth, jointly, S Barnet 82 and Damocles 693. In number seventh is Anya 6. We've got a joint fifth with Tainted Shirt and Afro Gear, who retains fifth despite actually finishing nothing in March. I can't believe this, but Clinical Andy is actually in fourth. He's how, actually finishing games. How am I still there? This is amazing. <laughs> it's because you've taken a leaf out of Stu's book and just doing any mobile game going. <laughs> no, actually, I'll be honest, the, I think the majority of the points I had this month were from the double up on uh, Bulletstorm. I think uh, you may have even had a couple of double ups this month. It was, uh, yeah, quite impressive. In third, I'm probably still very unhappy with it, it's Vita Fan 9. <sighs> In second, VDJMB. And that is a surprise leap up there. It was the Bulletstorm uh, double up. There were some finishers. There were 100% momentums. And had Colm finished his um, Lego movie finisher as well, that would have been a serious point haul for Connor last month's draw winner. Yeah. But in first, it is... The person who put through 15 games last month, Saintly Stewart. Congratulations, sir. You are top of the leaderboard. (laughs) I think what I meant was... Get some Kodak momentum! Right, so well done, Saintly Stewart. Good work being at the top of the leaderboard. I'm very impressed. Still, I'm, I'm disappointed I'm not second. 
Well, you've, you're going to have to put some extra effort in. You've dropped a couple of places. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. My um, my output this month wasn't great. Yeah. yeah I'm I'm just in shock that uh, Kishinabe and myself are joint 12th. That thought that, quite amazing, last Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody wants to change their positions on the board, go and play your game. Get them going. Get those games finished. Double up with people. Get your finishes in. Do whatever it takes. Um, but the key is just clear that pile of shame. We do. Uh, we do actually have a word from our uh, number one contender. Okay. Hi, I'm Stuart Neil, and I endorse this message. So uh, there you oh. go. Good. Uh, good well, motivating speech there. Yeah. Good words. I suppose we've got to move on to probably one of the more important parts of the month, and that is the prize draw. Yeah, do it. As we're all looking around at each other saying, who's printed out the raffle tickets and stuck them in the tombola? I left that to you two while I was sorting this out. (laughs) Do you remember? Do you remember what I said? Come on. Make sure, make sure that there's uh, everything sorted. There's no, uh, you know, there's no messing about. You know, yeah, nobody yeah. forgets to press record, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you led us to believe that. Got my, my Andy Brown cosplay hat, if that's any help. We can, we can pick it right. out of that. okay. Is there a doctor in the house? Yes, a doctor of the misconstructural features of polygranular graphite. This man's dead! <laughs> you just enjoyed that far too much. Okay, Ali, go on, draw us a winner. Oh, a little rustle. And it is, you won't believe it, Saintly Stewart. No! No, not the man who put the most entries in the hat last month. It was. There you go. That's um, I mean, that's I suppose, probability I suppose action. statistically, yeah. Yeah, just uh, a yeah, couple more chances. Yeah, just hold that bit of paper up to the camera for us, so I can see. Zing. Ah, yeah, so, uh, and it was for shock troopers as well. So that is a £10 equivalent gaming voucher coming to you, Mr. Neil. Excellent. Well done, sir. To be sure, to be sure. What do the listeners think about that, Ali? Uh, they're, they're happy. They're happy for Stu. They're all saying well done. Stu said thank you. Um, and Square Freak and Kev are surprised they're not in last. So that's all good. He's hungry like a wolf, a corn wolf. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Best one yet. Uh, right, okay, so where, where, where do we go from here? So, um, Andy, please tell the lovely listeners how they can get involved. Ah, right, okay, well, if you want to get involved in Codec Momentum, all you need to do is go to codecmoments.com and put your entry in there by following the link to the Kodak Momentum 2019 page. You can submit your game that you're interested in uh, in completing. And uh, that's it, really. You can choose whether you want to do a finisher, which is for a big game. Uh, you know, are you going to go for the Platinum, the 1000 Gs, some other arbitrary, uh, you know, 100% completion thingy. Yeah. And then for smaller games, we've got a new category, which is the 100%, where you can uh, you can fully rinse uh, a smaller, shorter game and go for, I think that's three points, 
two points. Two points. I stand corrected. Two points. And then uh, a normal codec momentum, which is just finishing the story. The story mode of any game is uh, is a one point entry every month. If you get a double up with your friends, then you can double whatever number of points that you would be getting anyway for that game. Yeah, that is correct. Nice. Well, that's good. I um, I c- can we do my thing now? Oh, oh yes, yeah, yes, because you've not put it in the. No. Yeah, all right no. then. Here we go. Here we... It's time for another Codec Call quiz. Right, I need you not to look at this screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, here we go. Right. Stitch milk time. So, okay, uh, no, I will I, I will do this properly, Ali. You can see where, because we are videoing each other on this at least, so um, you can see where yeah. my hand is and I cannot see I can see, see his reflection screen. in his glasses. You can see, you can see the reflection. <laughs> <laughs> that would be if you could cheat that way that would be the ultimate that'd yeah. be amazing uh, so basically it is a pile of shame themed quiz okay so I've got a few people here has anybody have you got a pen and a piece of paper early I always have a pen can you, can you keep score for us I'll so what I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the number of games that somebody has in their pile of shame I'm going to tell you obviously the most logical way to measure somebody's pile of shame is by stacking the games end to end uh, thus giving us a length in metres of somebody's pile of shame and I want, I'm going to name a thing it's gone. Uh, I'm going to name a thing and then uh, what I want you to do is just tell me is their pile of shame taller or shorter than that thing Okay, and have they measured it in DVD case size Blu-ray case size, Switch case size or Vita case size everything is done to standard PS4 size because we are obviously all PS4 fanboys Oh, okay, that's take, it right up, take it up yeah. in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Xbox, baby. <laughs> Same size box. Right. Don't matter. <laughs> they, I mean, to be fair, they are identical. So yeah. uh, I, yeah, I could have, I could have well, been less inflammatory. The Xbox have yeah. got that stupid thing where the disc is on the other side. <laughs> oh. Right. Anyway, go on then. Go on. Have at it. Uh, okay. So I'm going to go first of all. Just a nice example. Uh, my pile of shame taken from uh, my backloggery account, which is at least a year out of date. So I don't even want to think about what it really is. Um, stands at 43 meters when you stack them all end to end. Um, and this is, of course, taking the assumption that everything is a PS4 game. You know, we're not we're not taking okay. into account digital. <laughs> um, so I want to know, is my pile of shame, uh, is it bigger than the distance between the glass walkway above Tower Bridge and the River Thames? Uh, this is an example. Do you 40, want one of us to answer it? Forty-three meters. Oh, this is yeah, yeah. Of course, I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say uh, no. I'm going to say the bridge is higher. I presume Matt was going first. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I have yeah, done now. I'm going to it right, so I am sticking yeah. with that one. Actually, baby. no, you got it, you got it wrong. Is uh, oh. it's forty-two meters? The bridge. <laughs> I just can't read. Don't <laughs> press the right buttons. I can't uh, read. Yeah, I can't. I can't read. So uh, no, you're this wrong. Is, this is the record button as yeah. well. Uh, that was that was. Who <laughs> started me off coughing? It's like. Sorry. All right. Okay. So uh, who do you want to go for next? Uh, we've got we've got you, Matt. We've got uh, Stephen Barnett. We've got the Square Freak, Stuart Neal, Stuart Cullen. Who who do you want? You you've had the last one wrong, so you can choose Ali's. I can choose Ali's. Yeah. Uh right. Vita fan nine. Ali has to Ali has to do Stuart Cullen. 
Stuart Cullen, okay. <laughs> so Stuart, um, I, I mean, Stuart gave me a lot of numbers and quite frankly, I couldn't be bothered to do the maths on all the uh, all the percentages <laughs> and everything he gave me. So I just took the first value he gave me, which was 556, which stacks up to 94 and a half metres. Wow. So what I want to know is how does that compare Big Ben, aka the Elizabeth Tower in uh, in Westminster. What's taller? Is it Stuart's pile of shame or Big Ben? Stuart's pile of shame. Stuart's pile of shame. No, I'm afraid oh. Big Ben is taller than Stuart's pile of shame. At 96 meters, it clocks in a whole meter and a half taller. Wow. Yeah. That's a tall tower. It is a tall tower. That's a okay. tall pile of shame. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use yours, Matt. So, uh, Flame Boy uh, gave me a number of 462 games, which is pile of shame. So, that's 78 and a half metres. Okay. Uh, is that taller than a giant sequoia tree from the giant sequoia national monument located oh. in Sierra Nevada? Yes, it is. It is. Yes. The, uh, the sequoia tree, of course, being uh, an average of 76 metres tall. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ali. <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, so Vita Van Nine has got seventy games on his pile of shame. About twenty of those are PS4, uh, and the rest are all digital. I think from Steam. Uh, so his pile of shame clocks in at twelve meters, and I want to know: is that taller than a Brachiosaurus? <laughs> no. That's right. A Brachiosaurus is thirteen meters tall. Get in there. Yeah, it's good. Uh, right. So, um, let me have a look here. Uh, Andy Piddy has about 800 games on his pile of shame, Matthew. That is a whopping what? 136 metres. Now, is that is that taller than the original estimated height before erosion of the Great Pyramid of Giza? <laughs> <laughs> yes it's taller it is yeah so it's six meters taller than the estimated height of the great pyramid of giza i just i just can't understand why he's got 800 games does that man not play anything well from one extreme to another callum main uh told us that he had only five games on his pile of shame. Send that man some games. Which, uh, yeah, three, <laughs> three of which apart finished, two aren't even started, and one is still in the wrapper. So, um, uh, rookie numbers, he needs to get the numbers up. <laughs> that, that, uh, that pile of shame doesn't even stack up to a meter when you put them all end to end. So, is his pile of shame taller than Vern Troyer, who played Mini Me? Is he taller or Pastel? shorter than Tyrion Lannister? Well, I don't know who that is. No, you wouldn't know, would you know? Um, yes, taller. Taller you're going with? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Wow. Get it is there. a whopping four centimetres taller than Mini-Me. So um, how many have we done each now? We've, we've done, what? Uh, we've got we're all square at two apiece. We're all square um, at two apiece. I think we've had four questions each. Okay, um, Kev, Kevney has a pile of shame that is a whopping 48 
meters tall. I presume games Whoa. are not Blu-rays because it'd be. Oh, we're not even going to, even to Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'd, we'd be. Like, <laughs> It'd be at the moon. Risk of knocking out the ISS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, is Kevney's pile of shame taller than the Arc de Triomphe? At forty-eight meters. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh. No, the Arc de Triomphe. 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 The, I, do you know, when you say it enough, it just sounds wrong. The Arc de Triomphe is 49 metres tall. Oh, nearly. All right, Ali, this one to win. Oof. Nick Case reckons he's got about 100 games in his pile of shame. That's 17 metres when you stack them all on their ends. Imagine Los Angeles. You look up, see the Hollywood Hills. That big H. What's taller? Nick's pile of shame. Or that big H. H. No, the Hollywood H sign is 16 metres tall, you <laughs> idiot. Everyone knows that. <laughs> right? It looks don't bigger they? on TV. It looks bigger when you stack it up to a pile of games. Yeah. 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 So it's still a, still a draw then? Yes. Okay. All right, all right, okay, I'll go with this one. A Volkswagen Beetle is four metres long. Is Matt's pile of shame longer or shorter than a Volkswagen Beetle? Now, you've got to, you both got to give me a value here. What, as in how long we think it, it is? Yeah, how long is Matt's pile of shame? Let's go with an average six metres. I, I'm going to say about three and a half metres. Okay. The I like value that Ali thinks it's longer. The value I've got here is... <laughs> well, I, I could be average size, Matt. <laughs> 3.4 metres. So Matt Matt clinches it there with his um, with his knowledge of his own pile of shame. Admittedly, yes. <laughs> that, might, that might have introduced some <laughs> bias. Yeah, it may <laughs> have been that, yes. Uh, but I, do you know, I'm, I'm not even going to apologise for it. So I think one one last trip to uh, over to Cornwall Corner. Have you been missold PPI? Have you been involved in an accident that wasn't your fault? Have you got an outrageous opinion? Then make Ali say it out loud. It's Cornwall Corner. <laughs> um, it's been pretty quiet while we've been doing that quiz. To be fair, um, everyone's left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Square Freak was saying that uh, I'll butcher the name again. Is it Lucindy? Uh, Kelly, oh, um, her pile of shame is 550 games. Stu's fallen asleep, and Stuart Barnett just said bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think that sums it all up, really, doesn't it? And then Stephen, oh, Stephen Barnett, sorry, (laughs) Stuart Bennett. Bennett. (laughs) I I do that all the time. He just doesn't know to edit it out. Not this time. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> yeah. he's I think he's probably got an inkling. So no, thanks uh, thanks to everybody for joining in and uh, letting us know your thoughts through the whole of this broadcast. I quite enjoy that. It seems to work quite well, doesn't it? Nearly yeah, an hour. We'll put it out as it is. Yeah, yeah. Bonus. So play us out. Mr. Brown. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch, then you can tweet us at Codec Moments. If you want to get involved in Codec Momentum, then go to codecmoments.com. Uh, and until next time, bye. Bye.
Draw.